This morning I wanted to share with you something the Lord has just been putting on my heart and dealing with me personally about, and I hope that's okay. And I, I told uh, Pastor Rick that I just feel like a mailman just bringing a message delivery, and I pray that as it receives your hands into your uh, deposit today that it will stir your heart, and it may stir your neighbor one way and it may do something different in your life, but we believe that the Word of God... Uh, will touch our hearts today. So let's just go to the Lord in prayer as we begin. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for your presence that's already here. We just ask, Lord, that you would visit us over these next few moments. I thank you for everyone that got up, that came into church today. And I pray, Lord, that you would just meet their needs and whatever they may be standing in need of today. Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to give the scripture to you in Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen. It says this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. I want you to look at your neighbor right now and say, I'm recalibrating. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, I'm recalibrating. And I want to talk about this topic, about the importance, the need for to recalibrate, and I'm going to explain what the Lord. Let me read a few of the notes that the Lord gave me, and it says this, there are times in life that we are pulled off course by actions and decisions that have been, that we have made, maybe that others have made, or just everyday trials that we face. We all go, we all see through the scriptures, the Old and the New Testament, that people would try to calibrate to culture, to idolatry, to sexual immorality, to false doctrines. You can see how the Israelites in the Old Testament would turn from God. And I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, how he would write letters to the churches to get them back on track and to return to their first love in Christ. So it's nothing new for the eyes of man to be blinded by the ways of the world and for the heart and desires of man to harden to the things of God. We see the very same things today, with, but with greater intensity. The advancement of technology and the development and growth of social media sites is amazing, but in the wrong hands, it becomes a strong influence of darkness, a spirit of intimidation, a spirit of fear, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life have been holding people captive in a cold and lukewarm relationship to God and his church. The Bible says this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, 3 through 5. For the time will come when, we, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, and do the work of the evangelist and fulfill your ministry. I think it's no secret that the world has turned from God in so many ways, but let's get to the good news. I think it's no secret. I think we can all see with just a little bit of common sense that the immorality in this world has got darker and stronger. It's no secret. You look at things and you say, 
is that really true? Did they really do that? I, is, are they really acting? Is that really happening in schools, right? Am I by myself this morning? Some of us have been appalled. Something's just not right. Something is off track. What is going on? It's cray-cray, the kids say today. What is happening? Am I all by myself? I just trying to, we're all in the same, right? We, we see what's happening. Am I in agreement? Whether you see it on news, whether you see it on social sites, whether you see it on the fake social sites, I don't know what you're watching, but there's so much turmoil and struggle and people far. But we have the good news. What is the good news? The good news is the gospel. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 through 4, it says this, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and which you stand, by which also you were saved. If you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you for all, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Paul was admonishing them to hold fast to the word of God and do not stop believing the message of Christ. There are times we simply have to calibrate or recalibrate our lives to the word of God. Let's look at the word recalibrate or to calibrate. It's to rectify, to correct, to change and to standardize, to adjust precisely for a particular function, and to remeasure against a standard. Although the word recalibration is not necessarily in the scripture, you can see where the Bible talks about for us to re-examine ourselves. It talks about, in the Bible it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and 28, but let the man exam- but let, man, let a man examine himself. And in Galatians 6 and 5, it says, but let each one examine his own work. It talks about examine ourselves, to re-look at things, to see where we are. And you know, before I go bow hunting, or I used to go bow hunting, I haven't been in a while, you always would get your... Uh, scope in calibration. You would get your sights in alignment, right? You'd get out and set the hay bales up and you you get everything and you step back 40, 50 feet or whatever and you get everything in alignment and you tweak it out just so you can stay on target, so you can be prepared. Any deer hunters in here today? Maybe a few of them. Okay, a couple of you. And and so you know what I'm talking about. You got to get things in alignment. You have to calibrate it properly. When I worked in industrial manufacturing, we had scales and we had a standard that it had to be. We had to call somebody in and they had to get the scales recalibrated to make sure it was at the right standard. I have a friend who is a pilot and they have to recalibrate the instruments on the plane. Of course, nowadays they're getting more digital, but you know, some of the older planes uh, and the one that they fly in their club, they have to recalibrate the instruments on the plane to make sure it stays on course. I was reading that a rocket scientist can be off one degree in launching a rocket to the moon and they would miss the moon by more than 11,000 miles. So there are times that we have to re-examine or recalibrate ourselves in order to stay on course to hit the target. But the question is this. Here's the big question. What is the standard that we're calibrating to? If we're not careful, we'll start recalibrating ourselves to turmoil on social media, to the anxiety of the latest news report to the uncertainty of the economy and the stock market, recalibrating to the intimidation of woke ideology and to the fear of the doctor's diagnosis. 
But I stopped by here this morning at Christ Community Church to remind you that there are simply times that we need to recalibrate ourselves and our families to a right standard, which is the Word of God. There's a little song we used to sing when I was a little boy in Sunday school, and it went like this, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. I stand up on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, Bible. It's what we have to calibrate our life to, our standard to. And I want you to know today, that the world will try to get us to calibrate to anything and everything. But you gotta be reminded that the Bible is the inspired word of God. It is the measuring stick for our lives as described in Revelations chapter 11. In the recalibration process, it is important to understand what the standard is that you're calibrating to. Now for Christians, the Bible is the absolute standard when the need for recalibration takes place. But understand that the word of God does not recalibrate to us. We recalibrate to the word of God because the word of God is the standard and the standard does not change. We cannot change the word of God to fit the culture. The word of God it helps to line up the culture. The culture must adjust to the word of God. And so it's important for us to understand this in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where it says, Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, it's about a transformation. It's about the word of God doing something new on the inside of us. When you read the Bible, when you listen to the Bible, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. When you come to a Sunday service or to one of the worship services and you're hearing the word of God, there's a transformation that's taking place. The, sta the standard is being established for your household. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? It's a standard. It's a standard by which we live in. Just because you can't dress the Bible up in skinny jeans doesn't mean it's not relevant for today's culture. It's a weak amen, but I'll take it. There are times that we have to realign ourselves. There are times that things happen that we cannot control, circumstances that happen. I don't know how the story will always work out, but one thing I do know is God's word never ever changes. Lori and I was pregnant with our third son who's here today, Josiah. And, and when we were having the, uh, the doctors was you know, doing all the pre-exams and everything and we were driving down the road in Johnson City uh, one day and they called us after the test results and they said, we got the test results back and unfortunately your baby's going to be born with diseases, could be with deformities and uh, we want you to come to St. Louis and we want to talk to you. And so I remember that day just as it was yesterday because it was such a significant part in our life being young married and facing one of these struggles and these trials. And so we pulled over into a Hardy's parking lot. I remember we pulled right into that driveway there and a heaviness filled the car. It was just like this overwhelming heaviness came into the room. And Lori's eyes began to gloss over and, and processing what we just heard and what was going on. 
And that lasted for about five minutes. And I said, no, wait a minute. That's not what the word of God says for our children. That's not what the promise was for our children. And no matter what the results are, we're going to trust God at his word. Man, that heaviness just went out of that car. Now, we didn't know how it's going to work out. We don't know what was happening. All we know is we had to recalibrate ourselves to what the Word of God said during the trial. Boy, that's good preaching. And so all of a sudden, they said, we want you to come to St. Louis, and we want you to talk to a specialist. And so we made our way up there, and we got into the room. We're not quite exactly sure what was going to be talked to us about, and we real quickly found out that the sweet little lady wanted to encourage us to abort the baby because you're young and you can have more kids and this is not gonna be good for you and so it's, I think this is the best recommendation and here's the literature and we want you to think about it and talk about it and we stood up in that room and we said, no thank you. We're going to trust God. We don't know how it's gonna work out. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. That's what the word of God teaches us to do. We're gonna trust him. And you know what, friend? There are times we face trials and maybe the end result is not always a hallmark moment. But you know one thing? The word of God does not change. And through the pain, through the struggle, through the trials, we can trust him at his word. It's our standard. It's what we recalibrate to. It's how we stay on target in our lives. I want you to know that a few months later, that baby boy was born healthy and whole by a miracle power of God with no deformities, no sickness, no disease, and we thank God for it. And a personal testimony that just this uh, last season, that young man is now going to graduate high school. Thank God, he's gonna graduate high school. In just a few weeks, he's a D1 athlete in the state of Ohio where we live. And you know what happened? One of the first parts of the season, dad moment here coming at you. One of the first parts of the season, uh, he got an open lane and a big two-handed dunk came out of nowhere. And that day, my, man, I came out of them bleachers screaming and hollering, not just because my son can dunk a basketball, because I know the testimony, I know the miracle, I know what God... I know what God did in his life. Come on, son. Dunk that ball one more time for daddy. Come on. <laughs> Amen. And that's a miracle testimony, but that was my testimony. At a time, we had to realign ourselves. We had to recalibrate when fear was coming in and, and, and all this was coming in. We had to recalibrate and just trust God with the results. The word will recalibrate our lives. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, the Word of God says this, the Word of God is living, it's powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division and of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, meaning the very deepest parts of our nature. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. This is what the Word of God does. It goes deep inside of us. It works on us. Sometimes the word of God will encourage us. Sometimes the word of God will correct us. Sometimes the word of God will bring healing in our lives. But it's his word. It's the very inspired words of God that we have to recalibrate ourselves to. Have you ever been sitting in a service here? And I know you have. I'm just asking you the question. And you're saying, how did Pastor Rick know I needed to hear that today? How did he know what I was going through? I didn't tell anybody. 
It's not necessarily that he knew exactly what you were going through or what your situation was. It's just that he opened up the Bible and he began to preach the word and the word was doing the work in your life. It was convicting, it was healing, it was restoring, it was bringing us back to a place to know Jesus, whatever the case is. And that's what I'm talking about this morning. That is the message I stopped by here to tell you, that it's God's word that does the work in our life. It's God's word that'll bring you through it's God's word that has brought the church through and it's God's word that will continue to bring us through in today's culture and world. Preach the word and the word does the work. I remember a time when I was a little boy and I was, I was at my grandmother's house, my Aunt Debbie's father and mother, my grandparents, the late Don Russell, six foot three, big guy, big hands, calloused hands, electrician by trade, preacher by night, whatever, you know. <laughs> and, and he was a well-respected man. And when I was a little boy and my grandmother, we were outside on the front of the house there in Morley, Missouri, and my grandmother wanted me to do something. She told me to do something. I didn't want to do it. And somewhere, I, I know better, but somewhere... I got the boldness to backtalk my grandmother. My grandfather was sitting on the porch. When I backtalked my grandmother, I smarted off to her. In a matter of seconds, <laughs> that six foot three, tough as nails, man of God came off that porch after me. And I took off running. I didn't get very far until I felt, I felt one big hand grab my arm and one big hand hit my behind, lifted me off the ground, and my grandfather said, don't you ever talk to your grandmother that way again. Friend, I want to tell you something today. That was the first time, and that was the last time I ever backtalked my grandmother. You say, Judge, what happened? My grandfather came and he recalibrated me to the standard. He recalibrated me. He helped me to come back in right alignment to where I needed to do. See, that's what the Bible says. Correction, reproof, it's sharper than two-edged sword. And he brought me back into alignment. How many's ever been recalibrated before like that? Anybody? That's why you're in church today. So thank your parents. Amen. And I thank God for it. I thank God that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So what does the word say about my life or circumstances? And I may need to recalibrate myself to the word. When you're recalibrating something, anything that is a tool, a measurement instrument, over time it can drift or deviate from its calibration. And so they tell me that it within that scope of work that the rule of thumb is that anything that need measured needs calibrated and there are times in our life although we're striving to be more like Christ that we're striving to be like him that we miss the mark that we come off track and we see it in a generation today but it's simply this we need to just be recalibrated we just need to bring our relationship with us and God back into alignment with his word. Bring our marriage back into alignment with the word. Bring our finances back in alignment with the word. 
our, all our business, whatever it may be, our health, if you're dealing with a sickness day, what does God's word say about my life and my health? What does God say about my future? What does God say about my mental health and the emotions and the things and the pain and whatever I'm dealing with today? How can I get through it? Well, there's hope in the word. There's peace in the word. There's joy in the word. The Bible says it's joy unspeakable full of glory. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. We're talking about the Word today. Isn't it exciting to come to church and talk about the Word? Amen. If you're sick, the Bible says in James chapter 5 verse 14, is anyone among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him and anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. If you're struggling with identity or purpose, Psalms 139.14 says this, I will praise you for I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that I may, my soul knows very well. If you're dealing with financial hardships today, Matthew 6 and 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. If you're dealing with an addiction today, I wanna to give you a scripture and I wanna remind you of Luke chapter four, verse 18, where it says this, the spirit of the Lord, Jesus was speaking, is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. There's liberty if you're bound today. If you're dealing with emotional hurt, Psalms 147 and 3 says this, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. If you're dealing with your marriage today and you have an issue, what does the word God say? How do I recalibrate to it? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 7 says this, I didn't write it, it's in the Bible, it says this, love suffers long. And there's more to it. And it's kind Love does not envy, love does not parade itself, it is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, it's not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. See, there's scripture that can apply to our lives to help recalibrate. If you're believing for your children in Malachi chapter four and verse six, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. If you're believing for revival, you're believing for an awakening in your church or in your personal life, I wanna go back to our key text uh, scripture this morning and remind you what it says. It's a formula for recalibration for an awakening. And it says this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. He brings it into recalibration through our humility, through our turning, through our repentance. I hope you're seeing the point this morning that God's word is the answer for our everyday life. Not my opinion not Tucker Carlson's opinion, but my, God's word, right? I like Tucker, but I'm just saying, it's the news, right? Social media, these things are, are, are good, thank God for them, but we're talking about the word of God is what recalibrates our lives to the right places. I'm reminded of a man named Saul, who was a killer of Christians, but one day, on a road to Damascus, he was knocked off his donkey, and God would recalibrate him that day. 
I'm reminded of Peter when he denied Jesus three times. And when he realized after the rooster had crowed what had happened, he, the Bible says he went out and he wept bitterly of repentance. But just a few days later in a place called an upper room, God would revisit them and he would recalibrate Peter into a brand new beginning when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them and it would change the trajectory of the church forever. I'm telling you, today is the day of salvation. It's, today is the day to just realize that we need to recalibrate ourselves back to the word of God. God created man in the beginning. Everything was in alignment. Everything was perfect in the garden. Just don't touch this tree. Everything was fine, but you know the story, Adam and Eve sinned, and then it brought us out of alignment between God and man. But then one day, God would send his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. And when he would do that, it would begin to change the trajectory of mankind. Man was separated. God had the divide between God and man. And Jesus would come, and he would be beat, he would be whipped, and he would be nailed to a cross. And at the cross, God would place all the wrath, all the sin, all the sickness. He placed it all on Jesus at the cross. And at that very moment when Jesus said it is finished, God would recalibrate his relationship with man between Jesus Christ. Jesus became the bridge. Jesus became the standard that now man can come to God. I'm so thankful that he did that today. I'm so thankful that he recalibrated our lives and gives us a hope and a joy that we can know Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. And so simply today as we close in these moments together, I hope that we'll take this message to heart. Wherever you are in this moment, wherever you are in your walk with Jesus Christ today, to know that there are times that we have to recalibrate ourselves to the word of God for a generation that needs to know him, for our family that needs to know him, for our own personal lives when we face life's trials and struggles. This is the moment that we say, God, what does your word say for me? What does the Bible say about healing for my body? For young people, I can go to Proverbs and find scriptures to give me wisdom. Or, or for old people, it doesn't matter. What, wherever I can go in the scripture, I can find things that I can read to, to take into my spirit to help recalibrate me to the standard. Simple message this morning, but it's just a simple reminder. If you feel out of alignment, like what's wrong? What's, what's going on? What's not right? Something ain't right. Something ain't right in this relationship. Something not right in my relationship between God. It's time for recalibration. Time for, to re-examine, to repent, to say, God, I need you. God, I need you today. God, I, I need that change in my life. I need that transformation. I want to know you. I don't wanna just go through the forms or the formalities. I don't wanna just go through the religious rituals, but God, I want that personal relationship with you. I don't wanna just come to church just to appease somebody, but God, I wanna know you. I, I want that enthusiasm. I want that joy in my life again. 
And friend, there's a call this morning, there's a challenge this morning to simply say, yes, Lord, I surrender. I surrender all. I give it all back to you, Jesus. I'm turning it all back to you. Here am I. If you would this morning, let's stand to our feet all over the house as there is such, just a, you can just feel the spirit of the Lord just touching our hearts right now and just speaking to our heart. If you will just maybe close your eyes and say, Lord, I wanna just re-examine myself. Lord, bring me back into alignment. What are the things that I need to recalibrate to? Is it, where, where, where is my life got off track, God? I, I need you now more than ever before. And Father, I pray right now that your presence would just move in this house. God, that you would touch. God, that you would heal, that you would restore, that you would move. Father, forgive us. We humble ourselves before you. We repent, God. We turn today and we ask, God, that you would open our eyes. And we can see the things that we need to realign to the standard to in our families, our lives, the things we watch, the places we go. Help us to hunger for you, to seek after you, to thirst after you. Lord, we trust you right now. Lord, we worship you. Come on, can you just worship him? Father, we thank you. If you wanna just lift your hands and surrender and say, Lord, I surrender. God, I give it all to you right now. I'm surrendering my life. Friend, the truth is, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, for the last part of this sermon, I've been primarily talking to Christians, but if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you've not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know you're out of alignment. And today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you can be born again to begin that brand new walk with Jesus. And right there, why... Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I want you to know, if you admit that you have sinned, believe that Jesus died on the cross and confess him as Lord. Turn from your sin. Say, Lord, I repent today. I believe God will hear your prayer right there where you are. Forgive you. Restore your relationship today. If you've gone cold, you turn from him. It's been a long time. Say, God, I want to rededicate my life today. Today is that day. Just pray that prayer right where you are. Say, Lord, I surrender. I recommit my life to you, God. I want to come back into alignment with your word. Lord, I thank you and I praise you. Father, we worship you. Just wait on it for just a moment. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you're healing according to your word. Those that are sick in their body this morning, if you got a sickness, just lay your hand on that area that may be it hurting or, or uh, where the sickness may be. And Lord, we just pray right now as we're as an act of faith, we pray for healing to those bodies. We thank you, God, that you're touching according to your word, not my word. You said by your stripes, we were healed and we claim your word today. We come into alignment with your word and we thank you for healing. God, I thank you that pain is leaving this room right now. Those that are suffering in pain, those that have got a condition, maybe a doctor's report that's not good. We thank you, Father, that for your healing touch right now. We thank you for miracle power right now, healing virtue to be released into their life. And we thank you, God, that you're moving from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Lord, I thank you for marriages right now. There's been conflict and turmoil uh, between the union. And Father, I pray, God, that there would be a spirit of humility and repentance to come between that man and that woman. That relationship would be restored, God, that you would bring healing. If that's you today, and maybe your spouse is here or not here, just take the hands if they're here. If not, just lift your hand and say, God, I thank you for 
healing to my marriage. I thank you for restoration in my marriage. I thank you for miracle power. If your children are away from God right now, just call their names right up to heaven and say, Lord, I just lift up Bobby. I just lift up Johnny. I lift up Sarah to you right now. And I thank you, Lord, that their hearts are being turned back to you. We claim it according to the word. And I thank you for salvation to that household, salvation to these children. I thank you for your miracle working power moving right now. And Father, I pray today for a greater hunger, a greater thirst for your word. God, help us to fall in love with your word. Help us to want to embrace it and hang on to it. And Father, I thank you that we'll remember in a, in a moment of crisis or in a moment of struggle or in a moment of temptation or a moment of sin, that God, we would go back to the word and recalibrate our lives through repentance and through your word. And Father, I thank you for it now. And Lord, I give you all the praise and I give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Come on, can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise in here? Thank you, Jesus.